Well, hello and welcome to this week's episode of A Photographic Life, The Conversation, an ongoing conversation between myself and Bill Shapiro, in which we deal with all aspects of photographic practice, making, taking, discussing, debating. Anyway, this week we're going to be talking about feedback, how to give it, how to receive it, and maybe why to ask for it. But who's Bill and who am I? Well, Bill Shapiro served as the editor-in-chief of Life magazine. Uh, later, he was the founding editor-in-chief of Life.com, which won the 2011 National Magazine Award for Digital Photography. He's the author of several books, among them Gus and Me, a children's book he co-wrote with Rolling Stones guitarist Keith Richards, and What We Keep, which looks at the objects in our life that hold the most emotional significance. A fine art photography curator for New York galleries and a consultant to photographers, he is also a contributing editor to the Leica Conversation series. He has written about photography for the New York Times magazine, Vanity Fair, The Atlantic, Vogue and Esquire, among others, every Friday, more or less. He posts about under-the-radar photographers on his Instagram feed, where he's at Bill Shapiro. Now, I'm Grant Scott. I've been involved with photography for over 40 years now as an art director, photographer, writer, editor, filmmaker and all sorts of other things. Anyway, let's get on with listening to that conversation, shall we? Okay, so Bill, um, welcome back. Thank you, Grant. Always great to talk with you. Well, great to talk with you also. And um, we're dealing with a subject um, this time which uh, I suppose is so fundamental, I should say, to everything to do with photography. And yet it's taken us nearly a year to get around to it. And what we're talking about is feedback. I mean, feedback has always been so important to my growth, you know, as a writer, but also as somebody who looks at pictures. And, you know, one of the reasons why... I thought this would be an interesting um, subject for us to to hit was because I feel like there's less opportunity for feedback now than there was, you know, when I was sort of coming up. Um, There appears to be less mentorship, you know, as people are working remotely, as staffs are smaller, um, that I just thought these moments of feedback are so important. And I thought it would be you know, great to help people get the most out of any feedback session they can get. Yeah, I agree. But I'm going to, um, once again, I suppose, kind of um, deep dive into the word itself, because I wonder what you perceive by the word feedback. And I think a lot of the problems with feedback is around that idea of expectation. Um, what what a great what a great place to start. Yeah. So, um, you know, I guess uh, it's not something I've ever thought about. So so uh, I'm glad you're asking. Um, you know, feedback is so subjective. And so it's important to keep that in mind when you're the photographer and who you're asking for feedback and what your expectation is of what you're, what you're going to get. But for me, it's always been, how does this other person see my work? Um, If I don't respect the other person, it doesn't really matter. Um, But assuming I do, 
I really want to know what's working, what's not, what could be better, what could be expanded, what could be contracted, how could it be expressed better? But it's interesting you're saying that you've never kind of really thought about that, because I suppose having been an art director and now working within the idea of academia and teaching, I really had to think about what is feedback. And I suppose I've been kind of very concise in my explanation and my understanding and that when I was an art director, I always used to say exactly the same thing. A photographer would show me a portfolio and before I said anything at all, I would always say, all I'm going to give you is an opinion. That's all it is. But you can go and get another opinion somewhere else and it might be contradictory to what I've said. So all you can really do is look at what I've done and what I know and what have you, my experience, and see whether or not you value my opinion. When you move into teaching, for me, it's the same thing. But one of the issues, I think, um, is connected to the actual word feedback, as in you're feeding back on something. And I think a lot of people actually don't want feedback. What they want is validation, or they want an answer, or they want... They want praise, or they simply want praise. Yeah, exactly, exactly. So so where are we with that? Where, where are we on what feedback is? Are, are you where I am with it? Um, I am. Um, you know, in, in hearing you say that, and I'm being totally honest here, um, as and not being so thoughtful about the process, perhaps as you are certainly in academia, you know, a lot of feedback I gave was, you know, you're working on a, on a daily or a weekly schedule and it's got to be fast and, um, uh, and sort of to the point and here are your marching orders. And I've always felt Grant that I was right. So um, (laughs) (laughs) I always say that, you know, I might be, but I might not be (laughs) right. Um, No, I'm, I'm sort of just kidding, but um, um, you know, I've given lots and lots of feedback um, over the years, but perhaps less in a less self-aware way than you do. And I think, and I'm not, I'm, I'm saying that's worse, um, but I think it's probably more realistic or re- re- rather representative to how people give feedback in the world, um, which is to say from somebody who's maybe a little less thoughtful than you. Well, yeah, I, I try to be just because I, I do take feedback so seriously. For me, it has to be absolutely um, based in the truth and, and in a, in reality. And that means that feedback may be what you need to hear and not necessarily what you want to hear. But the problem, I think, with a lot of feedback and a lot of expectation of feedback is that a lot of it is given from a subjective perspective. And actually, it should always, I feel, be given from an objective perspective. And what that means is, so for example, I will never say to somebody, that's a good picture or that's a bad picture, or this one works and that one doesn't work, because what I'm trying to do in feedback is is kind of give an an overall kind of uh, a, a big picture uh, response to the person. I guess I'm not a hundred percent clear, or, or maybe I'm confused of what you're saying when when you say you're you're giving objective feedback. If we could if we could pick, let's say a photograph that that you and I both know, uh, and 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 listeners know, could you give us an example of what 
objective feedback would be? Yeah, I would be talking to the photographer about the process, the intention, the context. I wouldn't be talking about the aesthetics or the actual, um, I suppose, uh, the resolution of the image. You know, the actual image itself, I'm not that interested in. I'm much more interested in the photographer's process, practice, everything but the photograph, so that perhaps I can try and find out what the photographer is actually trying to achieve. So, oh, this is so interesting. So so if I showed you, um, I'm just going to pick a photograph kind of at random, um, Larry Burroughs' famous picture, you know, quote unquote, called reaching out of a wounded soldier um, in the heat of Vietnam battle. Yeah, you, you you wouldn't you wouldn't comment on on the beautiful colors or the composition or the light or the you know Christ imagery. You you would be asking um, Larry Burroughs what he was trying to accomplish. Yeah, because interesting. Yeah, because in a sense, anything I say about those those points you've just raised is subjective. However, what I might be saying to him is, are you have you you know were you looking at a lot of frescoes were you looking at well you know what art were you looking at are you are you informed by this other stuff and then a conversation might develop around that that i think is more useful to larry burrows um than me saying i like what you did with the colors or i don't like what that i don't like that figure on the left hand side because we know that that moment was captured from from a perspective of just intuition but if you're if you're uh, looking at that picture, you, you wouldn't say, "Hey, Larry," and it's so ridiculous that we're both talking about giving Larry Burroughs advice on his um, fantastic photograph. But um, Larry, if you had come in a little closer, like I'm noticing when I look at your images that they're not maybe as intimate as they could be. You're not capturing the emotion that it appears you want to capture. Could you take a few steps closer? Could you get closer to the action? You wouldn't say that. No, I wouldn't put myself in that position. What I would do is say, you know, do you feel you're getting close enough? Which then becomes the kind of putting it back. And I think this is the the, the key thing when we're talking about feedback. We're not. We shouldn't also only be talking about giving feedback, but we should obviously be talking about receiving feedback. And even is the word feedback wrong? Because I have to say that. Most often I use the phrase, and this may sound incredibly pedantic, but I use the phrase feed forward because my idea is that I'm giving somebody, hopefully, conversation which will help them to move forward with the work. That's very interesting. I'll have to think about that. I like that. So by me actually questioning the person as to what their intention is, hopefully they might get a little bit of kind of uh, space and time to think about things that they're not considering rather than me saying, I like this, I don't like this, because I just don't think that's my role. So um, I spoke with someone, I spoke with a few people um, in advance of of, of this um, topic in this episode, and um, it might be a good time to to read one because I, I feel like she's very much in agreement with your um, approach. Okay, sounds good. 
Um, her name is um, uh, Sarah Filippi, and Sarah is just an incredible photo editor. She's now the the. There's a lot of vices coming up. She's now the vice president of the Vice Media uh, Media Group Brand Studio. Before that, she was a senior executive director um, uh, for photo and design at Refinery29. And I met her when she was the photography director at Fast Company. I also think she has got a pretty successful side hustle as a freelance creative director um, specialized in, in photography and, and, and short form video. Um, so I wanted to talk to her because she um, you know, comes at it from an assigning point of view. Um, so I asked Sarah what she's found are the most effective ways to give feedback. And this is what she said. I'm quoting, I'm curious by nature, and I tend to ask a lot of questions, often too many, but I find that to be a great tool as I always approach feedback as a conversation. It's never a one-way street. Why is a great question to ask since most artists have logic behind their creative decisions, and that context is so important to understanding intention. I don't provide solutions to the feedback that I offer, but I try to be clear about what is tripping me up, and I don't provide a to-do list. This is so the comments can be worked through by the person making the art. After all, it's the artist's vision, and um, sorry, it's the artist's vision, and they will ultimately decide what resonates and how to navigate that organically. Also, I always try to give feedback in person or on a phone call. So many things can be lost in translation through email. When you have a conversation, it's less rushed and it's more clearly understood. Yeah, well, I I, I also uh, refuse to give any feedback via email. I mean, it, it, it just doesn't work from my perspective. But yeah, I mean, it's interesting, isn't it, that she's coming from a commissioning perspective um, of giving uh, feedback. I wonder, did you speak to any photographers who um, kind of commented on this? Indeed, I did. Um, I thought you would. <laughs> um, I spoke with um, Michael Robinson Chavez, who is a two-time Pulitzer Prize-winning photographer with the Washington Post. Michael's been shooting for nearly 30 years, and he shot in something like 75 countries. He's a mentor, and he teaches at the Leica Academy. And in fact, he's co-leading a really cool-looking workshop in Spain next spring, and, and maybe um, we'll include the link to that in the show notes. Um, but I asked Michael what he's um, what he's found works best for delivering feedback. And he says, you know, you really must be supportive and constructive when critiquing work. And it's not just a critique, but an honest set of suggestions on how the work can rise to another level. The first thing is to be aware to be aware of who your students are. Are they aspiring professionals going into a business where the competition is daunting and unmerciful? where editors may not give them um, a callback if the work is not up to their standards? Or are you working with students who just love photography as a passion, not a profession, uh, and they just want to make a better photo, uh, make better photographs or perhaps see the world in a new way? Um, he went on to say more stuff, uh, which I'll talk about in a second, but I think this is a really important and smart point. It's not just about the picture. It's about what the person wants to do with the picture or with the camera, you know, that can guide the way you give feedback. If you're on the receiving end of feedback, I, I, I think it's very important to tell your advisor or your mentor or the person, the commissioning person or whatever, what your goal is in terms of the individual picture or project or your career, just to give it some context. 
Well, context is everything, isn't it? But I do think it's very interesting. You and I have spent years working within professional photography, you know, on, on the front line where where it's pretty tough. You know, people don't give you much time and are going to say exactly what they think. Uh, therefore, anybody who's looking for feedback with the idea of earning money from photography uh, unfortunately, may find that feedback a little bit of a, a rocky road. When you say rocky road, what do you mean? Well, I just don't think that necessarily people are aware of just how uh, straightforward and blunt people talk um, in general in the creative industries. Oh, well, so I think that's um, a thousand percent true. And I guess that's what I was sort of getting at when I was describing my um, feedback process, put it that way, to put it generously um, in my past. You know, if I would see whether it's a story or or a picture or a photo story, you know, I, I, I might just say, hey, this works perfectly. I love what you did. But I also might say this doesn't really work. It doesn't have the emotion we need. What's next? But, you know, I always say, um, I, for example, when, when it comes to looking at work and in my teaching, I've always done this when I was an art director as well. I, I don't believe there's any such thing as a good photograph or a bad photograph. Uh, a good photograph of an egg is not necessarily a good fashion image. So context of that image and where you want that image to sit is absolutely the key because the person showing the work is actually leading their feedback and setting, and should, I think, set their own parameters for that feedback by kind of identifying the context in which they want that work to sit. So I, th th this is really great. So, so let's, if we, if you're um, up for it, can we, can we role play for a second where, where I'm the person giving feedback, you're the photographer, you're, you're meeting me, let's say in a, at an event, you know, maybe we have five minutes or 10 minutes together. Um, how would you introduce yourself to me and introduce your work? I think, first of all, I mean, if it was just uh, just meeting with, and without any kind of pre-planning, I'd give a quick uh, outline of my background and my history. Uh, hopefully, I would expect the person to have done that research on me before if, if they knew we were going to meet, um, because whatever I say is going to be informed by that history. So in no way is it some kind of an ego thing. It's just saying, look, this is what I've done. This is where I've been. And therefore, this is what I'm going to say. So I would um, counter that a little bit. And I wouldn't, at least in this country, um, I would not expect the person giving feedback to have any idea who I am or what I've done. Um I find that people are well, no, so the busy. Photographer, I think the person giving the feedback, the photographer should know about the person giving the feedback. Oh, okay. Yes. I got the wrong role, Bill. If, if you, if you offered role play and it wasn't what I was expecting. <laughs> right. So, so what we're saying is the photographer who needs the feedback um, is, should, should have done research on the person who is, who is going to be giving the feedback. Absolutely. Okay, that I 100% agree with. Um, let me let me um, uh, go back to Michael my, Michael Robinson Chavez for one second. Um, I said to him because I think this fits well. I asked him, uh, Michael, if you could give photographers advice about taking feedback, what would it be? And he says, my personal response to feedback depends on who it's coming from. Is it someone 
um, you know, you know, and or respect a professional in the business. Some you might just smile and nod. Others you take to heart. And I love what he says next. Um, my old boss at the Washington Post was brutally honest to the point where I think he enjoyed ripping your work to pieces. But he was often on point. Why are you standing in the same place for 20 frames? Why are you here when the story is there? Often the criticism was as much about journalism as it was about the photography itself. I would filter out the good from the bad on much of it, but I would think about his critiques when I was out in the field and push myself to make more powerful photographs. I wouldn't subscribe to a blueprint of what I felt he wanted, but what I may be missing from a photo story or a larger body of work. But, you know, that's the key, isn't it? Don't try and please somebody else. That's that's right. absolutely the key. But I think it's interesting that he says there that he almost thought that the person kind of enjoyed ripping the work to pieces. I would kind of counter that by saying, I think to me that person sounds really passionate about the photographer's work he's looking at. And he's not enjoying ripping it to par apart. But he's so he's almost evangelical in saying, look, you've got to do this. You're good and you can do it, but you keep making the same mistakes. Right, right. You know, and I think that's part of that process of how to receive feedback is that you've got to be able to recognize that I never enjoy um, being negative to somebody. I'd far rather just say, look, this is great. You know, why don't you look at this rather than, Oh, have you considered doing that? You know, you, no one enjoys being negative. You're not being negative. You're trying to be constructive, but it can be um, understood as being negative. Yeah, I also think, you know, in the newspaper industry uh, of old, for sure, there's sort of this almost like a hardened journalist role that people start to play after some years. Um, and I think that there is a gruffness that, um, seems to be part of the process, but, you know, you raise, um, a point, you know, maybe, maybe between the lines about positive feedback and negative feedback. And, you know, it, it, it kind of makes you think, it, it makes me think about the feedback that I receive and which I take to heart more the positive or the negative. And, and Michael actually hit on something that I want to share. Cause I think it's really I think it's really important um, because I think positive feedback is obviously uh, something that we all like hearing. So he said to me that um, Instagram and the feedback and, and how all, uh, all those likes can lead you astray. He said, I notice now that a lot of photographers have fallen into the Instagram trap of a steady diet of graphic photographs devoid of int intimacy, character, or moments, what's often referred to as eye candy. The gushing comments and deluge of likes convinces the photographer that they're doing great work when in fact it's it could be mediocre or shallow. I think that's a real issue with a lot of photography these days. And I think that's just a really great point for photographers to keep in mind when they get lots and lots of praise on Instagram that it may be that their image is easy to digest when you're scrolling through, but that doesn't mean that it would hold up, say, in a gallery setting. 
No, but also, you know, that's validation, isn't it? And I think this is where there there is perhaps a a confusion amongst some people between what is validation and what is constructive criticism. Yes. And and I, I, yeah, you know, I even go against the word, I use the word criticism. And and as I hear myself saying it, I realize I don't, how much I don't like the word. Um, I suppose constructive conversation for me is a better way of looking at it. Yeah, yeah. Um I think that's I think that's right. Um who have you received the best best or more most helpful feedback from in your in your long career? Well, it's funny. I always go back to exactly the same um example and I I've, I've given it to a few people. When I first started out in magazines, as you know, it was it was cut and paste and glue and knives and things took time and i was working at l magazine i was probably 19 20 years of age something like that and i'd been given a 20 page feature to design with a young journalist and the whole feature was on andy warhol and if you can imagine 20 pages of l magazine on andy warhol that was huge huge and so we we did it and um I laid it out as as you know on on grid sheets on big pieces of paper. We had to so big that we took over the boardroom to lay it on the floor. And the the fantastic editor at the time, Sally Brampton, who was one of the great editors in my mind, and she looked at it and she walked up and down it and she said, "You can do better." And she just walked out. And mm. it had taken us nearly a week to do this. And in those days, that meant pouring lighter fuel on all the grid sheets, ripping it all up and starting from scratch again. And we did it and we represented it. And she just looked at it and she said, I knew you could do better. And it was better. Right. You know, And but that was tough love. But I always think, and I'm always thinking, can I do better? You know, and I think that for me was the, the best piece of feedback I've ever received. So, so the fa- so that one line stays with you, stays in your head, and when and whenever you're creating something, it it sort of comes to the fore. Yeah, and an, there was an artist who taught me, a guy called Bruce McLean, who is a very very well respected painter and sculptor, and he always used to say to me, uh, "Do the work, do the work," mm-hmm. and that goes through my head every single day of my life. Do the work. I think. Um, you, you know, the, those little catchphrases that we hold on to and come back, you know, there's 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 the famous Kappa quote, you know, something like if, if your pictures aren't good enough, you're not close enough. I'm probably bastardizing that a little bit. Yeah. Um, but, you know, that's one that's that's repeated all the time. And I think m- many photographers have that in their head. Yeah, but I think that also perhaps what we're, we're actually—I I almost feel as if we're getting to some kind of resolution here. I can't believe it, but um, perhaps good feedback, valuable feedback, memorable feedback, is really short and to the point. And I think an awful lot of feedback, and I might get some—we might get some negative comments about this. But I think too much feedback is the person giving it liking the sound of their own voice. I, I think that's um, such a great comment. And, um, you know, I, I have a couple more people that I spoke with and and I wanted to maybe 
end with this one, but but I think it's appropriate to do it now, um, if if I may. Melinda Blauvelt is a, is a fine art photographer whose whose new book Brantville, which is absolutely stunning, um, is coming out soon from Stanley Barker Books and. Melinda has been doing this for for quite some time. She studied photography with Walker Evans uh, at Yale as an undergraduate and then became the first woman in Yale's MFA um, photography program. She went on to teach at Harvard and Smith and the University of Virginia, where she founded the photography program. She's so accomplished that I kind of wanted to put her on the spot and um, ask her how she took feedback that she received about her photographs. And she had this really lovely story, um, which which I'd like to recount. She said, and I'm quoting, I had the unbelievable privilege of showing work to Helen um, Levitt, um, the, the great New York City photographer, multiple times between 1982 and um um, up to a few months before she died. I had heard that she was difficult to talk to and cranky. My experience was completely the opposite. She invited me to visit her in her walk-up apartment um, in New York. Maybe she lived on the fourth floor, but it felt like the 12th floor with all of my heavy portfolios. We would sit with her cat and Helen would talk about my photographs and carefully look at each one. Her comments might be as brief as good one or not that one, but watching her look at the photographs was instructive. My takeaway is that um, is that most important is to watch and listen because you get a sense of what work uh, they really like. And then you can look again on your own time and have a sense of why. It goes without saying that the more you respect the person and their own work, the more valuable the feedback is. No one ever told me what to change. They just responded to the work that was in front of them. Wonderful. I mean, Bill, I love it when you you just drop these names in there, and I'm instantly rushing off to try and find out about her work, obviously. But uh, so, you know, I suppose in a way you can't receive feedback unless you're receptive to feedback, seems to be what she's saying. Um, Yeah. And the other thing I like about what she's saying is to really watch the person. Don't just listen to what they say, but watch them. And and maybe if I could go deeper there, you know, watch where their eyes go, watch, you know, take mental note of how long they're spending on one picture versus another picture. Uh, Cause all those small cues can tell you things that their words might not. Especially when those words are, are so concise, as, as I was saying um, before, it seems to be, you know, it's always difficult, isn't it? When um, I mean, I've done that. I've 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 looked at photographers' portfolios, and I've sort of gone, for me, not that one, not that one, not that one, but this one, but this one, and um, and they'll sort of say, well, but why? And I said, well, for me, it just doesn't work. And I guess that's kind of what Levitt was saying that it just didn't work for her, right? But that doesn't mean to say it's not going to work for somebody else. But or, sure. or or you know it could also be setting dependent you know if that particular photograph is in a is in a book um, and perhaps you know the photos before and after are are heavy with action and this one is a little you know blurry or obtuse it might work as a break between those other photographs. Yeah, absolutely. But I think in a way that also kind of brings up the the conversation around defensiveness. Yes. You know, 
I don't have a problem with anybody. And in fact, I was talking with a student the other day who really disagreed with, with my take on it. And I have no problem with somebody sort of putting forward a defense over something that I don't understand. Um, but there is a, a line between being subjectively defensive and objectively defending. Well, there's also, you know, I've had so much experience when I'll say something like, you know, that doesn't really work for me. And 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 they'll challenge me on that and saying, yeah, but I was trying to do this. And, I, and, and don't you see this is here and that's there. And I'm like, well, yeah, I see all that, but there's nothing I can do to change the fact that there's, it doesn't hit me emotionally. You know, it just it just simply doesn't. And I may be a proxy for um, the readers of the magazine or the, the, the or the uh, people, you know, looking in the gallery. Uh, like, I'm not saying I'm not telling the photographer to take what I'm saying as as gospel or or, or biblical but just to note it, because if you get four other people saying the same thing, you know, then you may want to reconsider. You think that's a real problem with photographers who've kind of um, got so inside a project that they they totally and utterly believe that what they're showing conveys what they want it to show. Yeah, and I actually don't think that that is limited to photographers, um, because having worked with so many writers. Um, I can tell you it's the same. And, and, I, and I feel the same way too. You know, when I show my work to somebody, you know, my, my wife is an unbelievable editor and I've, I've shown her my work and she's like, you know what, we got a problem here. And, you know, I'll argue and argue and argue. And then I'll go back to my, the corner of my room and I'll be like, you know what, she's right. <laughs> Well, do you know, it's funny you should say that, going slightly off topic, but as you know, I've been working on a on a book uh, this year around Vogue House and Condé Nast, and I've had a title for the book since I very first started writing it, and only in the last week has the title changed, mm. and I've been going backwards and forwards with my editor, um, real sort of badinage. <laughs> of me throwing my toys out of the pram about the look of the book. And I've ended up designing the cover of the book, which I didn't want to do, but I've done it. But I've I've actually gone with the title that she suggested. Hmm. Be, 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 because you agree or because you're you're you have no more toys left in the pram, as you said. I can always find more toys. But yeah. <laughs> no, because I agreed. Because I, you know, we went backwards and forwards, backwards and forwards. I didn't agree. I didn't agree. But we got, we've got to a solution. And I think that's the key to feedback is it should be a rigorous discussion, conversation, but it shouldn't be one person telling the other person, like some kind of totalitarian state, that this is the right way. Well, that is so right. And and also, Grant, um, a perfect lead in to, um, to the next person I spoke with, um, who, uh, who is Katie Clifford. Katie is the absolutely brilliant editorial director of Ghost Books. Uh, before that, she was an editor at Aperture uh, Foundation. And way before that, she worked uh, with Elliot Erwitt in his studio. Um, and so, and we've had Katie here on here before. And, yeah, I remember. Um, yeah, because because she's just she's she she is so smart and and so insightful. Um, Katie, you know, um, at at Gost has obviously given tons of feedback to photographers over the years, and I asked her what she's learned, and she told me this quote: 
I often find asking questions a helpful part of the process as it can make the photographer think about their motivations, asking them why they made certain decisions. And as a publisher, I ask them why they want to make a book. Often I'm looking at a body of work about a subject that I don't know about. So my questions come naturally and I'm learning more about the photographer's intentions as we go along. We can help to focus a discussion. With this approach, sometimes a photographer ends up seeing or thinking about the project in a new way rather than just um, me saying this is good or this is bad. Um, and, and, and I asked her then, what's your approach to giving feedback today? Like, do you find that starting with positives make a photographer more apt to take in the negatives later? Um, and she said, if you end up being positive just to be kind and encouraging, you know, you don't really help the photographer. Being realistic is important. I think when you discuss the positive parts of the project, what you think works well, the areas that I personally find aren't as strong sort of present themselves naturally. I'm also giving feedback from the perspective of a publisher editor. I'm always thinking, could this project work as a book? And not every project is meant to be a book. I think a book is something many photographers want, but they aren't always sure why. Part of my feedback process is finding out why they think the work would be best presented in this way. I think photographers can get very focused on just wanting the work published that they don't really consider the challenges and things uh, which will need to be resolved if they envisage it as a publication. I also try to present feedback with the caveat that it's only one opinion from my experiences of working in publishing and I'm viewing the project from this specific standpoint. Well, the the word why, as always, is is the key. I don't know if you've ever done it. I was taught this many years ago, um, that you can find out everything you want to ask by only asking one question, which is you just keep asking why. So every time you ask why and somebody gives you an answer, the, the question you respond to with that to that answer is why so right it's it's sort of like the the two-year-old um uh strategy you know daddy can i have hot chocolate no why <laughs> you know what it keeps yeah. going on, on and on yeah but actually if you think okay um you're wearing a a, a white t-shirt this afternoon uh why well because um it was the, the only one that was in the washing why well because it's been a difficult week why? Because that, do you see what I'm saying? So I think that's really interesting because I do think that that, you know, that's what I was sort of saying at the beginning of this when I was saying about, you know, my personal approach to it. It seems as if the majority of the people you've spoken to all seem to adopt a very similar kind of approach around the why. Yeah. And, you know, um, Sarah uh, Filippi, who we uh, talked about in the beginning, she said this, I would also encourage asking questions. If you don't understand what someone means in the feedback process, ask for clarification. It's this understanding that will allow the artist to make informed decisions on how to move forward. So she's encapsulating exactly what you're saying. So in fact, really what we should be calling it is feedback and forth. Yeah, perfect. I love it. 
Because feedback is this kind of idea that one person is going to see another person and that other person is going to speak and the other person is going to listen. And, and that's not really the core essence of, of trying to move forward and, and gain further understanding. Yeah. Um, I, I just have a question for you. Have you ever given feedback that you've regretted? I'm sure I have. Um, but in what context regretted? Well, maybe you thought, you know, the morning after uh, my questions might have led that person astray or my questions might have been disheartening. Um, I suppose sometimes you do. But I, I, I suppose I take all of it from a very moral perspective in that I really recognize that sometimes if someone's going to ask you um, for an opinion, you, morally, you I feel you have to give them a truth. And hopefully that truth is based in factual evidence, as I say, not subjective feeling. And in so doing, it may be that in the short term, it's disheartening. But you would hope that in the longer term, the person would start to understand the reasoning behind it. So I would never, ever give any feedback to anybody to deliberately um, upset them. No, of course. You've got to be on their side. I think sometimes uh, people do, and I think this is one of the big problems I have with, I suppose, the central form outside of academia, the central form of feedback, is the portfolio review, you know, which, as you know, I have issues with. But I think one of the problems with that is that it's not always the case that the reviewer has that same kind of moral connection with the person that they're giving the information to over a longer period of time, which you do get in academia. You know, you my students are with me for three years. So things well, let me let, it, it, yeah. let, let me let me break in for one second and let yeah. me ask you this question um because you do have a long-term relationship with some of your students what what what's your feeling or approach when you give and when I say give I mean it, you know the conversation elicits um a certain understanding like something is or isn't working and then you see the student not take that feedback to heart and keep doing the same thing that they were doing before you talked and and maybe this is 6 months or 9 months or a year later how, how do you how do you feel about that i i feel fine because it's their choice and and i think this is the really key thing that's what i was saying you can't try and control people through feedback and if you're a photographer going for feedback if you feel as if that person's trying to control you, then, you know, I think that that's a problem because all you can do is say, and I always say, in my opinion, I would do this. And quite often people say, well, I'm going to do this and this. And I'd say, well, I couldn't do that. And I've been doing it for a long time. Um, right. Doesn't mean to say you can't do it. Prove me wrong. You right. know, I, I'd love to be proved wrong. I think that's great. And it shows real spirit in the photographer if they manage to do something because there are, there is no one way of doing anything but um for me the key factor is whenever you go for feedback whenever you receive it make sure that your expectations 
are realistic and appropriate. Tell me what you mean by that. Um, well, as we were saying, you know, don't go into a feedback session thinking that it's kind of um, a love fest of praise. Because right. it might not be. It might be. That would be great. But it might not be. Um, and also, you know, be aware that if you are going to go in to see somebody and you're going to say, I want my work to be in such and such an ad campaign or such and such a magazine, that if the person who who is giving you that feedback knows what the requirements are for that work, if it doesn't fulfill it, you're got, you should be told that. You know, there's no point saying to somebody, yeah, you're great, you're brilliant, you're going to be shooting the next cover of Vogue, uh, if the work isn't right. So, so what do you think um, the sort of lessons are for the photographer that we've identified as they go for feedback? Um, if we were going to sort of, you know, distill this, how would you frame it? I think go and see lots of different people. Uh, make sure you do your research. Make sure the people you're going to see uh, understand what you're doing. Um, but don't take it to heart. It's only an opinion. Um, listen to all the different voices and then kind of work it out for yourself. Because at the end of the day, it's your work, it's your portfolio, it's your future, it's your career you can't base it on someone else. For sure. And also send a thank you note. Oh, always say a thank you note. Always. And also, you know, develop a conversation, develop a dialogue, because you might go and see, I mean, you you know, I talk about the three-year period with a student. Quite often I might say something to a first-year student that they just don't get at all. Um, and then in the third year, they'll sort of go, yeah, I get it now. Right, right. You know, and... So therefore, feedback isn't for necessarily for that moment. It could be for five years' time. You just got it early. So when I spoke about um, the advice that Sally gave me, that advice was given to me in 1987, and Bruce's would have been in about 1983. But they've stayed with me. Yeah, and I think that that's also a good thing for people giving feedback to keep in mind that what you say might linger for a while and can have a tremendous impact. So, you know, be um, thoughtful when, when you're raising questions or, or, or making statements to a photographer. Yeah. I mean, I heard from a student recently that they'd been told at their school that they shouldn't use the word passionate when describing photography. And you sort of think, wow, the damage that that could do. But, but you know, we, we do have a, a responsibility, you, myself, everybody that gives any advice to anybody about anything. We do have a responsibility, and I, I personally see it as a moral responsibility. But it is a responsibility that we need to take really seriously. And so when you're looking for somebody to give you feedback, I'd look for that person. Fantastic advice. Absolutely. Well, Bill, well, it seems as if we, we've kind of um, wrangled that one into shape rather well. I think so, too. And um, just on the on the topic of feedback, I, I would or, or feed forth back and forth, whatever you said, um, I would 
encourage our listeners to give us some feedback. Um, I'd, I'd love to hear, and I'm sure you would too, comments about, about this episode um, and others. Absolutely. And we do get some feedback, but we don't get nearly enough. <laughs> so maybe you should be tough on Bill and I. It would be great to hear it. And in fact, it's funny, Bill, because quite often I, I, I'm around, if I'm at a photo event, people come up to me and they say, oh, I recognize your voice, your grant. And then they give me feedback there. But why not use social media and give us feedback in that way? We do get um, some, but as I said, we yes. could always receive more. Bring it on. <laughs> That's uh, so. We're now going to feed forward to our next conversation, Bill. Who knows where the conversation will go next? But uh, as always, um, just a great pleasure and a joy to bat these things around with you. As always, Grant. Thanks so much. Take care. Bye. Thank you to Bill. Thank you for listening. And as I suggested to Bill, I'm going to suggest to you: take care. Mm-hmm.